or its management. Not hearing the feed. All right, Ted, I can't hear you, but we're going to go on. Stand by. Okay. All right. I got it. Here we go. They cannot offend you because they know not what they say. Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking with your hosts, Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Hello, everybody, and welcome to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. Um, we're also simulcasting, I think. Let's, I'll check it out. But we're also simulcasting on uh, Julio's Liquor's Facebook page. Uh, you can check that out. And uh, after this, uh, Cousin Vinny gets this up on wherever you listen to your podcast. So like Spotify and stuff like that, you can subscribe to It's the Liquor Talking and, and hear us. And I think you can see us too. But anyways, let me just introduce well, the, our, yeah, our because guest. Because I don't even remember who's sitting up here. Yeah. It's been so, a little while. Joining us as always is the incomparable, amazing uh Spirits Medium himself, Mr. Randall J. Bird. Yes. Okay. And of course, we have today with us joining I like us, to whisper too. Kenny Sadowski, the beverage whisperer himself. Now it's summer and it's vacation time, but I think we have homework that you brought in. Too. <laughs> well, we get some Kenny's true? homework today, but summer, I, school. Uh, summer school homework. I figured before we would start, everybody get their mugs. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start off that way. And let me grab the drink of the show. There's a certain order to things. And the first thing that we do whenever we set up is make sure that we have the mugs. Yes. <laughs> because this is how we kick off every show with the drink of the show. This week's drink of the show, I think, is uh, we, we picked this one. It's a little it's a little bit different. This is Knob Creek. It's the uh, 120 proof. This is a single barrel. And the name of this barrel is Gobstopper. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Everlasting Gobstopper, the, the soda got its name from this because as you taste it, you'll find out that the the finish goes on forever and ever. Long finish, and it kind of changes. There's some complexity in there, and, and you get layers in the Gobstopper, right? They were food dinners, right? It would yeah. start with turkey and then go to... Oh, no, that was the gum. The gum, okay. That was Maybe the gum. I'm confusing it, but yeah, I know you're, that you're confusing from, stuff. from many Gobstoppers I've had from my youth, it was a massive ball, and it went lasted forever. And it also usually outlasted you. Different flavors. Yeah. yeah, I don't. No, know. I don't like, think so. Yeah. Did you get all the way through the gobstopper? Hundred percent. No, not me. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm diabetes. Well, if someone were to tell me that one of you guys finished it and the other one didn't, I would have bet on Randall to be the finisher <laughs> and Ryan to be the. I'm throwing this out the window. Zero can. Yeah, I've had enough. Of this. <laughs> I've had enough. But Knob um, Creek, uh, we did the single barrel and we found something that we thought was exceptional. Uh, this is something that is currently for sale or is this? Well, here's the thing is, I ex I actually expected to have some of this to say, hey, everybody, you can go and get this and it's blah, blah, blah. And it's this and that. Right. However, however, supply chain interruption. Well, it came in. <laughs> we did this whole thing with that. We actually had a, um, a golden ticket with it and everything. Yep. We went through a hundred bottles yesterday. So now I have to see what we actually have left to see what we have to sell in the store. What this one on the line. 
What's that? Eleven. You have eleven left. We'll see. Oh did, no! Did it so say it? popular release. Oh did? no! I don't. No, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes they do. That's why I asked. Yeah. So you, you did a release, and then people snapped it up, right? So yeah. now you have to kind of take a, an inventory, see what you have. Then what are the next steps? Does it get to the whole card, or do you think it's going to? No, I think what it will do on this one is once we're once we're sort of uh, we're we're done with like we have it up, we'll we'll actually just put it on the shelf and let. Everybody. Okay, but we might limit we may limit it like one. See what you have. Yeah, we, depending on how much we have, we'll do like a thing where we you know we limit it like one per person or something like that. And this is in the new packaging, right? Yeah, the new Knob Creek packaging. So nice it's a lot bottle. of fun. It was is is you know, it's it, it it's. This has been a we've been gatekeeping Knob Creek. Can I can I put that as the kids the kids would say we've been gatekeeping Knob Creek because Knob Creek has been one of those things that has been consistently nine years old or old. This is like nine and a half, by the way. There were older barrels that we could pick from, but this was the, absolutely the best one yeah. that we found. But don't take age if the flavor is better. Flavor is better, yeah. whatever. And the funny part is that it, it's been sitting on the shelf and everybody sort of ignores it, and I'm like consistently available we've been doing single barrels of it nine years old 120 proof it's like where's the love all of a sudden or knob creek, or knob creek yeah. all of a sudden this last barrel i'm thinking oh we're gonna put 100 out i'll have that'll go on for like a week or something like that no. nope don't that that initial thing was gone today but this will there will be enough that you'll eventually see this you will see this on the shelf do you think that that's because most people see knob creek as a brand and feel that this is just run of the mill i mean we've never thought that personally no. but but what's the perception because I, if you put out uh certain other names um yeah they, they, you, they yeah, can't keep it in up, stock right it's really people uh, are know. searching for it i don't know like you never know why or how something sort of collects i think when enough people say like hey by the way you should probably be looking at this um i think eventually people go like well it's on the shelf and somebody told me you look for it i'll grab it and then realize how good it is like, yeah, oh, I, I can think gra- that I can grab a couple other more. I can grab a couple more of these, and so and, on, and and, and two and one friend friend tells two friends, and two friends tell two friends, and and so on, and so on, and so on. And then Kenny buys six cases. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, but I don't have two. He usually friends, actually, right? actually, he usually starts off. We like something and just buys a lot of it. But but here's my point. I think that Knob Creek is just this this brand that's been out there, and some of our early picks were absolutely phenomenal. Oh, and we were getting like some. But I mean, we've think, done thirteen and fourteen year old. 15 year old picks but i think a lot of other stores may not be picking so well right so so when you go in and you're in another store and you pick it and you get a met experience you don't realize how good that single barrel can be if it's done correctly absolutely and then now as people are beginning to realize that that within whatever the whiskeys are you can get those phenomenal next level kind of flavors they're now now found that that's also in uh, creek as well Listen, so, the the, you know. the distillery is not putting out anything they don't want to put out. So there's sort of a little bit of that um, pre-approval that goes out there. Sure. But there is there is people that are more picky than others of what they get and they put their name on on the shelf. That's that's I think that's the difference. We I was just talking to somebody about that. And you really need to sort of like when you're going for store picks you're, and, and they'll all yeah. be they'll all be as I think as good as the regular stuff. But if you're looking for something, you should know who's picking your whiskey. I'm going to go one step farther and that a lot of retailers now think that they have to have a single barrel in the store. So they're just getting it, but they, they, they have no, they don't have the experience. They don't know how to move it and they don't know how to 
compare it and look for true. stuff. So you got a lot of a flood of people who are like, well, everyone's got a single barrel. I got to get one of these in the store. Right. And they may not be, you know, as uh, discriminating or have the kind of experience to pick really well. Inside. I'm not trying to say that they're, that they're terrible at it. Right. But over time, they'll continue to get better at it. Right. You know? Exactly. What are you going to say, Kenny? Just the right insight. And you guys have been doing it for a long time. That, yeah, age does have its. Uh, <laughs> yes, our age. Our age does. Um, so uh, while we're drinking, sitting here drinking this whiskey, a lot of exciting news that, that's happened this week that I, I wanted to sort of get you guys. I, uh, first of all, um, we, I, I guess I should start with this one. It was made official on fr- Thursday night that the ballot initiative that Massachusetts Packaged Store Owners Association, I personally have been working on too, with, uh, as the president of MassPAC, okay. is going to be on this November's ballot. It's all in. We get all the signatures in. So question number three will is our question on this November's ballot. And it's in, it, I've changed it. Uh, I've talked about it before, but I will go through it again, but that is going to be on the ballot. So yes on three, what it does is, Expands licenses to um, 18 beer and wine licenses, cut back full liquor to seven from nine, which had just turned nine. So it's it's not that big of a deal. Anybody that has one would be grandfathered in. It um, it stops. There's no self-checkout for alcohol. Um, penalties will be based on gross sales, not just alcohol sales. So as we're expanding licenses, we want to make sure everybody takes this very seriously um, going forward. And you can reasonably rely we're using the same criteria as you do for in-state licenses as for out-of-state licenses. So right now in Massachusetts, believe it or not, there's no defense if something happens if you take a Rhode Island license, right. which is the silliest thing. However, there is if I take a passport from a foreign country. So it doesn't really make any sense. So we're, we're going actually to fix a lot of these type of things that are that are out there. And at, we are going to uh, it's a compromise. So it does expand licenses so more people can get hold more licenses. But in doing so, um, we're taking an approach of it needs to be done responsibly. So you'll see that on uh, your ballot. Uh, question three, uh, if you read about it, or we're going to be talking about it more as we go along here into the fall. Um, but yes, on three. And I just want to clarify a couple of things, because as I'm hearing this, I know some stuff that's a little bit of a backstory, and that is that you sit on the board for MassPAC, which is a coalition of all the Massachusetts packaging stores and alcohol right. sellers. So this isn't Ryan Maloney has <laughs> finally got yeah, something. No, he no, wants to no. Get this done. has been a long time coming. Um, and we finally felt that this was the right way to do it. And it's been years in the working. Yeah. And you're very comfortable with the way this kind of plays out because it helps both the retailers, but also the expansion and, and all these things. But you'll see this in November. Right. Not, you know. But just this is the first place that's been announced, or is this? Yes, if oh, it went out. It went out in the yeah. press, so we're not. We're you know. Oh, okay. But I think this is the first probably radio uh, show that's actually uh, announced. Yeah. Is so ballot show three. <laughs> this is something else. I don't know what this is, but we'll go the with the core that. message is yes on, on three. three. The core message is yes on three. Okay. And we See, go that. I thought you were going with Boris Johnson is unemployed. That was what I thought the breaking news was going to be. No. But that's because I just got, you back, got back from, from, London. It, from London. Well, so you got back from London. I just got back from New Orleans, your old stomping grounds. And I was in New London. So yeah. it's like London, New yeah. Orleans. No, yeah, that's, See, that's awesome. There's a, that, I like the trilogy here. So I, I, I thought today um, 
we try something else today because uh, I was thinking about that while I was down there. I went to the Sazerac house. It looks like a Sazerac right in front of you. It is. It's the Sazerac house. So I've, I I opened a bottle of Sazerac rye for us to try <clears throat> uh, in, in honor, honor of going down there and seeing the Goldricks. Uh, they were down there, too. I actually sent Kenny a picture. They own Sazerac, the, the big company, Sazerac, not, yeah. just, not just the rye whiskey. But the Rye House, the Sazerac Rye House was super interesting. It's all very historical, went through like sort of the same thing. And they actually do some distilling there, which I thought was pretty cool, too. Nice. They distill um, some of the Sazerac Rye there, and then they ship it back to Kentucky for aging. Nice. And then so they basically make enough Sazerac Rye at the Sazerac Rye at the Sazerac House for that facility. To use. Like to use yeah, to use in the drinks like and all that stuff. So. It's kind of like a hospitality and brand house. Is that really yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it went, it went, it goes further into sort of the history of Herb Saint and Sazerac and the drink Sazerac, the cognac. You know, yeah. the Sazeracs were, were first made with cognac and then uh, and absinthe. And when it came down to New Orleans, they and one minute rye, and they had to come up with Herb Saint because Herb Saint, Herb Saint, because uh, I don't know. And, they, and they served them at coffee houses. Yes. Because there that was the way that the uh husband could get out of the house. That's right. Legally. <laughs> so while we're, we're allowed uh, in those coffee shops. While we're while we're sipping on this, uh Ted says we gotta take a break from the radio, but we'll uh continue the show on Facebook while we're doing, and then we'll come back and join everybody back on the radio. Go, Randall, you want to get us out? Yeah, of? this is the liquor talking. We're sipping a Sazerac rye. We're gonna take a break, but we'll continue on Facebook Live. So follow us if you want to watch the action. We'll be back after these messages. You're out. Thank you. So I got the Sazerac rye. I thought that was really, um, there's two reasons I wanted to do Sazerac rye. One is I just went to the Sazerac house and I thought it would be interesting right. for us to, to taste this. The second part is, and a lot of stuff that we do with Buffalo Trace, um, which Sazerac is part of, um, we had just done an Eagle Rare and a Sazerac rye as a distiller's pack. You had to buy both. Kind of bundled them together. Bundled together, but they're both made by the same um, master distiller. Okay. And so I get this report back. Hold on. Oh, gold ring. Yeah. Sorry. It was, um, it's uh, Jeff. I saw Jeff and I saw the, the rest down. of it anyway. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, cheers. Cheers, yeah. everybody. So we bundled it together and I had somebody complaining about the rye and I'm like, the rye is, what are you talking about? I'm like, first of all, I'm like, what are you talking about? The rye sells for between twenty and thirty dollars, everywhere, all over the good. place. Yeah, and it, there's a five dollar rebate on it now. So in the pack, it was twenty five bucks plus. It was a five dollar rebate. So you're paying twenty dollars a bottle for this, and I'm like, what are you talking about? They were like, oh, it's terrible. I'm like, I don't remember it being terrible. So I wanted to come back and try this again. And say, well, maybe my and I had it down there. I'm like, no, this is really good. And then I opened this random bottle. For us to try today, yeah. Well, I don't understand Solid. what the problem is. Yeah. Well, maybe listen, you don't like I, rye. I haven't stayed maybe. at the Sazerac House, and I don't have any uh, <laughs> things that I have to disclose about a connection to this company. But over time, this was at a period when ryes were not available in the United States. This was one of the only ones that was commercially available. It was a actually of one of the new ones that stopped came out. making rye, right. and this was out on the shelf. And in the beginning, you could buy a ton of it very I used to buy barrels of it. Right. But now that's kind of yeah, uh, tapered off. Get. 
However, they've continued to do a production rye that I think delivers on the taste, but has a great value to it as well. Because you can use it as a mixer, right? You can drink it straight. It's good enough yeah. to drink straight. It's good enough to use as a mixer. The guys can try. You can come grab the bottle if you want. Now, but the, and, and plus it looks, it, the bottle and everything, they went inside of this old style bottle. It looks awesome on your shelf. Yep. And, um, it's, and it's a good price. So yeah, I just now, was like, I'm I will like, say this as what I think that that might be part of the problem is that now Rise have seen a new resurgence. And there's a lot of yeah. single barrel rise and these expensive rise. And so, and they have very singular, big, explosive kind of flavors and taste. If you're going to get that menthol, you're going to get that pepper note, you're going to get all that stuff. It'll come through much more strongly on a single barrel that's currently being released. And I just had to right. taste 50 odd barrels this job. week in rye. Yeah. yeah. But that said, as a production for your bar, for your bar cart pour, this is almost unbeatable. I think if you're going to compare that side to side with like one of your single barrel ryes that are aged for X amount of time and then, but also four times the price, three times right, the exactly, price, exactly. you are going to say, well, this may be a little bit lackluster because I don't have that intensity of flavor, but it's well balanced, well blended it's and the solid. flavor's all there. So, I mean, yeah, I don't solid. know what they were talking about, but yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of this Sazerac rye. It really was the standard bearer when all the other ryes disappeared off the shelf and people Correct. were caught looking like what happened. Well, to you know, it was too. It really was um, going back in sort of like this, this American, American whiskey sort of history and resurgence of that. It, what was really cool is that this was at Sazerac rye was a brand that got relaunched. and was probably the first one to do so when no one was still really looking for rye, it had right. not become popular. And they, and they, threw, they, they basically said, we're going to do this because as a matter of fact, when I bought the first barrel, they were thrilled that I was buying a barrel because they didn't know how they were going to sell it all. Right. And then Sazerac house was coming online and they, they had sort of a spot. And so like two barrels into it, I couldn't get a barrel anymore because of that. Cause they weren't making a ton of it. Right. And then, with, and then rye exploded. So good luck, even luck with that. And uh, so because it's very different cocktail right? culture Co exploded yes, and a lot of the old cocktails required rye, which had disappeared from the shelves. Right. Then everybody was caught kind of like with their pants down. They were hurrying really quickly to try and bring not rye to the market. That's not a good, but I mean, just caught yeah, no, unaware, exactly. like uh, got yes. just like uh, exposed in some sense. And then they, um, he has to go with yeah, that one again. To, didn't he? <laughs> he goes back to it. All right. So All right. one minute. All right, one minute. Yeah, dude, we got the bucket. Right, of shame. Put my by the way, by the way, for those who are watching on Facebook, we do have the bucket of shame out today because we're going to be going into some other stuff. And yeah. um, I think what we'll do when we uh, we get back from the break is, I think I think somebody's been listening to this show. Other people, I think more than your mom who's listening to us right yes. now. The birds are listening. She wanted to let you know. Oh, yeah. Other than other than Randall's mom, oh, other people God. have been listening to the show because there's some like something that happened like the last week that I think 30 seconds. So when we come back uh, onto the radio, Listen, the, the reason up. they, I get these things after the fact, like, did you iron your shirt? Do you think you could, you know, <laughs> sit up straighter? It's like, so they're watching they're from critiquing. the other coast. Yeah. They're just critiquing. so they can kind of yeah. give me some notes. Zingers afterwards. Yeah. yeah. yeah afterwards. It, the, um, I will tell Ten you, seconds. Mrs. Mrs. Bird, the bucket of shame is not by Randall because of him. Okay. We're coming back from our break, but uh, yeah. I think we'll be doing some radio well, stuff. Oh, we're going to be doing some radio stuff. Absolutely. We get some more stuff. What do you get when you mix a spirit specialist extraordinaire with Lord Supreme Commander of the Gardens? You get It's the Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and spirits medium Randall Bird. Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio in Julio's Liquors. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. Go to juliosliquors.com for all the pertinent information. And uh, don't forget that uh, you can actually watch the show on Facebook Live. Go to the Julio's Liquors Facebook page, and we're on there live. And you can get this show after the fact, and you can get our past shows at um, Spotify, wherever you get, really wherever you get your podcast, look for It's the Liquor Talking with our logo, and you can get that, um, you can get that going. So, Hashtag stuff of nightmares. Yes. Uh, sleep aid. Hashtag right. sleep aid. Um, so some news came out the past week since the last time we've been on. And I thought I should let you boys know about it because we we did we did sort of our review of a lot of these RTDs. And we're going to talk about RTDs later in the show, too. But um, ready to drinks, ready to drinks. Uh, Bevy, which was a Boston beer company. <laughs> yeah, they they came out with a long drink. And what really ticked me off is, it, 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 as a lot of these things are, are going the way of, it's, it was malt-based, and a long drink itself, by definition, has gin in it. So they came up with this thing that it basically had a you know, fake experience using malt to make it taste like a long drink called Bevy. And what happened to it, Kenny? Gone. Gone. So, Would you say they had a bevy of complaints that led to it? <laughs> I think they had a bevy of less sales than they were hoping for. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, I never tried it. Uh, oh, we have it here. We have, uh, we, I can get water. a bottle. I think it goes. Yeah, I think it goes. Yeah, I, I'm going to get <laughs> some lemonade. Yeah, we can simulate the experience. Somebody go get a seltzer and we'll get some water. Oh, boy. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you. We'll get you all covered. We were not a fan of this. And so it's no surprise to us. We'd like to think it was our profound influence that's right the industry. exactly somebody was listening but to us and they realized how bad then it we was. looked at our numbers and found that it's my mom and you know like two <laughs> well, your mom is pretty influential so yeah, that's probably the what west happened. coast there and the other 11 people yes yeah <laughs> all influential <laughs> so but the thing but was there's a lot of stuff getting thrown against the wall to see if it sticks well the and thing the this thing with this was is we tried this actually up against long drink which is yeah. a long drink and it was it was so apparent i was i didn't say bevy tasted bad although it did have that malt weird malt flavored thing going on but it wasn't like super it wasn't like super bad but it really wasn't a long drink either it wasn't sort of a take on it so i mean they could have just they could have just put this flavor out there and see if that went but by calling it long drink if i think i'm going to get one i don't think it's like it's not like margarita yet where you you know you get these things calling themselves margarita that aren't margaritas they have no tequila in them Right. And, and or so, the, the core flavors of margarita, they've done like strawberry or some other right. some other thing. But but here, I don't think a lot of our listeners understand the distinction between malt. Yeah, you want to explain base. that? No, not really. <laughs> no. So so <laughs> what they're so what the, a lot of things you got to put alcohol in a drink. You got to put it's got to be in order to be an alcoholic drink. It has to have alcohol. Right. So there's a variety of ways of doing that. Right. One of the ways you can do is you can ferment malt. And it's the um, same process that you would go through dextrose, with making beer. Right. You, you, you would use dextrose, and you would, but you would convert, have yeast convert that sugar into alcohol. Right. All right. So that's how you get it in there. And it's a fermentation process. Now, what we're talking about is like a mixed drink or a cocktail um, would be. Simply uses a distilled. Right. They take that fermented product and then you would distill it. And purify concentrate, it. Yeah, yeah, purify concentrate it. and purify it. And you would use that as your base for like a, a canned cocktail or something like that. So there is a difference in that the distilled spirit is a um, um, is a concentrated, but probably a, a more pure 
correct? Yeah. Well, and and when you're going with a lot of these things, most of them are vodka based, odorless, colorless, tasteless. And it's basically an alcohol delivery system where malt does have a flavor profile to it. Yes. And it shows up, especially when you're doing <laughs> seltzers would be a big one. It shows up and it's that weird sort of taste that you that you get on a lot of seltzers that I find. I, 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 I akin it to and you're going to hate this, but Randall, and I'm sorry, but I akin it to people who drink Diet Coke. No one ever picks up a Diet Coke. And goes, Man, that's good. I love uh, Diet Coke. Okay. I'm going to drink this all the time because it's uh, into your vessel. Speaking of Diet Coke, listen, <laughs> because it has a it has a very distinct. Yes. There is an aftertaste and a very distinct taste. And what you do is you usually what happens is you get used to that taste and actually in a lot of ways crave that taste. So that's OK. But it takes there's a, um, a taste bud learning curve that sort of like bypasses that sort of flavor profile. And I found the same thing in seltzers. I have not drunk enough seltzers to get past it. It yeah, just bothers you? me. I don't know why I would. Somebody would have to but here, here's, strap here's me down and force me. But the that's other thing that's an industry kind of inside thing is that they're taxed at a different rate. They are taxed at a different rate. And so it's cheaper to make the malted uh, product similar to beer yeah. than it is to go through the whole process of distillation. And, and there's another factor, it. too, because in most states, including Massachusetts, there are several different types of licenses out there. There is a full alcohol Brewing, license, yeah. which you can tell distill spirits, but there's usually what they call a beer and wine license. So you can sell malt beverages or wine-based products, but you cannot right. sell distilled products. A fermented product instead of a, a fermented then distilled product. Right. right. So, but when you're starting to go at, when you're taking a fermented product and you're starting to go after basically drinks that actually traditionally contained distilled spirits spirit, like yep. tequila or gin or even vodka you're you're sort of this remember the teeny craze everything yes. was named teeny so it didn't matter what type of cocktail it was Purple they put dot. teeny yeah. <laughs> they would put teeny at the end so it was like a martini and they put teeny at the end and it just like everything sort of had this thing so you're getting into the same thing where you're having people call it you know a margarita it doesn't have any tequila in it but it has you know Natural flavorings. So you're going after that same base and you can sell it in a variety of different um, of, of different outlets. Well, and this is this is part of the thing is that like whiskey uh, and other categories are protected legally. So right. Seltzer is kind of wide open. It's like the Wild West right now. Margaritas, tequila, very controlled. Uh, mezcal now becoming very controlled. Right. But margaritas in the mixed drink, you could put Kool-Aid with stuff and then but usually get the away one calling it because there's no control. That's no control on what you're it. talking right. about. And as a matter of fact, you get to the point, you're getting to the point where even in the spirits industry, as long as it to contain tequila, you can put margarita on it. Right. I mean, it sort of became a thing, but the problem is, is now you're not even the base, uh, the, uh, uh, the common Foundation, factor yep. was always that it had tequila in it. Now you're getting things that don't have it. They're doing a lot of things was called like uh, ranch water that basically has tequila in it, but it's not a margarita. So that's sort of like the new, right. The new phrase. So well, and tequila exploding hard to get prices going up. Correct. So again, people are playing fast and loose with a lot of the, the terminology. Now here's, Another article that just came in, I think I have time to probably touch on this. Uh, Amanda Mull in the um, Atlantic, hard seltzer has gone flat. And she basically writes an article of something that we've been talking about for a long time. The emperor has no clothes. Hey, guess what? Seltzers actually saw to suck. Yeah. 
One minute. And she's getting to the fact that like they do, there is a taste in there. That's not and she writes this. I, I, I would say, go read the article because it's actually quite well written. And she sort of gets into the fact that like RTDs stuff that has spirits in it d- does a much better job and all like this sort of the seltzer almost got tried to this like almost a little bit of like that health concern. It wasn't as many calories. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. But at the end of the day, there was no real the lines blurred in that one away anyways. So there was a lot more other stuff being put into the seltzers that sort of negated that sort of like lower calorie type thing. Now, we're old enough to remember uh, wine coolers. We were old enough to remember Zima. And somebody pointed that Zima out. Zima and, and wine coolers. I think Zima still tasted kind of, better than seltzer. But I mean, even like the stuff that, that came out was like just this, like supposed yeah. to be a light, refreshing way to get alcohol and have fun but in the end like how many wine coolers have survived the test of time i mean not many there's still I, a couple out there i can't, there, I can't I, the ones that i remember from you know california james california stuff like that yeah like no seagram's is still doing 10 seconds cool. some country okay. all right so we have to t- we got to take a break um right. so randall get us out of here for the radio show we'll continue with the facebook live version which i'll uh do in a second. Go ahead, Randall. All right. Well, seltzers, I guess we're done with that. But we're also done with the broadcast portion for right now as we take a commercial break and go to our Facebook Live video. Correct. You're out. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit more about the RTDs because it was actually a big thing in New Orleans down at the um, down at, the, at my uh, conference. And the what, discussion was big or people were drinking. No, the, the, like oh, the discussion was really big about yeah. what's going on with that. So I want to continue that. But I think for uh, our little short break here, uh, we should probably do the larceny bourbon. Forest metaphors about bundling your home and auto. Uh, and sports. Hey, three goals Ted, is a hat trick. And Ted, when you bundle your home and auto with Ted, progressive, you get. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. Uh, we should do we got the, our question. Yeah. Larceny bourbon question of the show is. What alcohol is used in making a gimlet? What alcohol is used in making a gimlet? Is it A, rum, B, vodka, C, soju, or D, gin? So rum, vodka, soju, or gin to make a gimlet. Now, don't answer No, that. we're not going to answer, but when anybody, we come back on the radio portion, we'll... Yeah. Anybody, on the sh- anybody that's um, listening to us live can, uh, can uh, give their give their answer um, during the break. And then when we come back on, I will read the question again and we will, uh, we will go into that and to see which one we've done. Um, Kenny gave us some homework. I don't know if we have time to get to any of these right now. Well, I always we'll... never put off homework. Try and get it done out of, as early as you can. Yeah. Kenny does not. Adhere. <laughs> Kenny Kenny didn't, all piles up. Kenny didn't do that in high school. Okay, and it's I not about to start right back. now. Kenny didn't do that in high school, but so let's forget about that. So which one do you want to try? Oh, you know what? Let's try this. I want to try this. We'll do while we're on break. You want to do the Vita uh, cocoa chocolate? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Kenny, tell us a little bit about this product. I've oh. never seen this. No, it's uh, it's being tested in London right now or in 30 London, seconds, I should say. Okay. So it is just a, a new Vita cocoa line extension Ooh, of chocolate. And there are a little bit of extra MCT oils, medium chain triglycerides. Oh, <laughs> I, I've told oh, you that funny. I don't speak that, so I don't know why you keep going there. <laughs> what does that mean for the uh, for this dairy free vegan chocolate and coconut drink? 
Think healthy fat. That's really all you Oh, okay. All right, here we go. You guys want to try it? The concierge of all things alcohol, Ryan Maloney, and the medium of spirits, Randall Bird, join forces every week to bring audio nourishment to a parched audience. Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studios in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to It's Liquor Talk right here on WCRN. AMA 30, you can join us live on Facebook Live. Uh, go to Julio's Liquor's Facebook page where we'll be broadcasting this or go at a later date and, and join our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Look for It's the Liquor Talk. Okay, so during the break, Kenny, we did a little bit of Kenny's homework. Kenny brings the stuff yeah, that some he trigger warning. This trigger, is trigger warning. This is non alcoholic. It's non alcoholic. Right. So we're drinking right now. Everybody's drinking Vita Coco. What is it? Chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate, which is a chocolate coconut drink. So it's not clear or watery looking. It's just uh Oh, this uh, is a lot. Okay, so this isn't like um like having a chocolate milk. However, it's, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, you know, that's, that's I'm what enjoying I find it. New Englanders say when something is good, they say it's not bad. Yeah, well, yep, that is a New England <laughs> saying. We've been through that. You were not here for this whole discussion we had on that. He's That's been delicious. listening. I like that. Yep. Um, I kind of look at it and I think there's going to have that dairy kind of like. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, roundness or coating, but it doesn't. And that's OK. It's right. delicious. I mean, it's not coconut milk. It's coconut water with chocolate. Right. Yep. Yeah, I liked it. I think it's pretty good. All right. Well, during the break, I actually read in which I'm going to do right now. The Larceny Bourbon question of the show um, and Randall and. Uh, Kenny will now be able to answer this and people on online, uh, hopefully some well, we've been mentally been, trying to figure our yeah, way around people, this question. Yeah. Somebody been doing it. Okay. So uh, the question is what alcohol is used in making a gimlet rum, vodka, soju, or gin? Now, what did people on our uh, feed say? They said something. We want me to give you their answers. Well, we can do that. But like, like, are you getting a variety you, of responses or is it? No, all I think I got uh, most of them got it right. OK, I'm going to go with whatever number or letter uh, vodka is. I think it was B. vodka B. B. OK, how about you, Kenny? B. B. Again, like everybody out in the audience. You sure? Because I've I've always. OK. So I'm about to flip this over and find out the answer. I any gimlet that I've always had has been gin. Gin Yeah. Well, and the reason I think I might be wrong is because I've heard people order vodka gimlets. So if Uh, if they order a vodka, they have to order a vodka gimlet for it to be vodka. That's the the specifier that changes it. All right. You might be right. It is D. It is gin. (laughs) Gimlet was simply lime juice and gin. The mixed drink was first concocted by the British Navy to fend off shipboard scurvy using Eagle Park gin and fresh lime juice. Gimlets started being made with preserved uh, with preserved roses, lime juice after um, after it was invented in the late 1800s as another scurvy preventative. The mixed drinks name comes from the sharp tool the sailors used to open kegs of lime syrup, which was called, I guess the tool was called the gimlet. Well, it was a nickname one, I had. One thing was I can it, tell I thought, you. Yeah, it was a gimlet? Yeah. yeah. I went to the I thought museum. it was giblet. <laughs> maybe, maybe I misheard. <laughs> I went to the Museum of Brand in uh, London, and there were Rose's Lime Juice was it's in there part, from like right? the late, not the big part, but it was from the 1800s. Yeah. Like they had it broken down by decades. And there were Ro- Rose's Lime Juice from 
the late 1800s. Well, a couple of people online got that one right. Um, uh, Barry Hall. Yeah, got that right. I should have. Patty uh, Davis got that right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'll never said, hear the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think vodka gimlet. As, I think you have to the term. And right. Then I like, think the fault is like, realized, you yeah. know, this yeah. is a pet peeve of mine, too. I, so let me just talk about this. If you say vodka gimlet, you obviously want a gimlet with vodka and not gin. So, but the default is gimlet and it would be made with gin. When, when, and Kenny will know this better than that, when did iced coffee become the default replacing hot coffee? Over 72 degrees. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm like, you I'm ordering coffee. coffee. I have to say, right. Well, I figure if I order a coffee, that means hot. But I've done that now several times. I'll have a coffee, medium, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I get an iced coffee. I go, I didn't order an iced coffee. I ordered coffee. Oh, I'm like, well, then maybe it is 72 degrees because well, normal. What the look, if it weren't such a bad help situation in Massachusetts and everywhere. No, right this now, is before that. Though, someone, I just noticed it. someone should just say hot or iced if you don't specify. Right. Right. Well, here's my I now say hot. <laughs> yeah. Piggyback. I've learned that. that. I would say I want like an iced tea. But you have to say, I want an unsweetened iced tea. The default because sweet. because because I would say you'd say I want a sweet tea if you wanted the sugary. That's right. a southern but thing. But I was going to say that's, that's a, a southern. That's a, yeah, line. that's a Mason Dixon. Line. Yeah, but, I mean, up here, I have to line. say unsweetened. Yeah, iced tea. That's, yeah, and well. they're going like, "Oh, you sure?" I'm like, well, I, I, <laughs> hey. "I said extra words." <laughs> right? I think so I'm pretty. Sure. Are you sure, sir? I don't think you really know what you want. Um. But, you know, I, I have to say, coming back to um, we were talking about seltzers and RTDs earlier. And matter of fact, let's you know what? We want to try another one. Well, yes, let's do of something. Course. Yeah, of course let's we do, do something. Let's do something. Let's do something totally stupid. Let's do. How are we going to do I'm digging in the cooler show. here. Hold on. <laughs> let's do. Air quotes. Buzz balls. <laughs> you oh, can boy. buzz ball it. With this a is, Z at the end. Yeah, this is it. This is would be would be an, an RTD, but this is a a wine based one. Right. So your is alcohol is coming stackable? from wine. They are stackable. So it's. A I'm stack- not stacking these for you, you knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have another one in there. Wait, I could dig in there. It's 11:40 something. That's the nicest thing anyone said to me all day. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> so all right. So these are wine based. So here, try this one. This was peach. All right. So this is where we're coming to now. So you're going to see spirits based, wine based, and of course, the malt based stuff. The malt based, yeah. Right. If you've ever wondered, you know, I always, this always bugged me as a kid because I'd be like, wine, I get, beer, I get. What the hell's a spirit? And it just means anything that's been distilled to a higher level. Okay. Like, as you saw it on the sign, you know, especially in younger days, like now we throw it around, but like, this is now the wine, the malt is the beer. And then other things have a spirit. So Ryan's obviously enjoying this. <laughs> is that supposed to telegraph? So, like, like, Oh, what my God, it? that's so bad. Well, wait a second. Is it supposed to taste like is something it supposed distilled? to taste bad? No, is it supposed to taste like something distilled? Because it has the bitter notes like it's something that was distilled. I know, but it's I can't get. OK, I got to get another one of these things. Now, now you've. you've, you've All right. I'm gonna now, listen, I'm going to tell you something that you might not want to hear. <laughs> so and after stuff? that, I'm going to tell you something about the wine. I've been industry. tasting a lot of energy drinks. Yeah. 
just for whatever reason, uh, guys that I work with in the warehouse, I'll drink them, bring them in, and, and then they're drinking them. This okay. has the same kind of elements of flavor around an energy drink, which yeah, has crappy. like kind of a bite, yeah, and an artificially kind of flavor to it. So to me, I'm not making the horrified face. I just feel like it's been, you know, it's just a different presentation that I'm. Has people's taste buds just gone totally to the, the junk? Well, what? because these these energy drinks are like Swedish fish or like uh, Sour Patch Kit. Like it's like a crazy flavor that's intense, usually a childhood flavor. So I guess you couldn't really get into that in alcohol because it would be considered pandering to minors. Well, but there's like going to be another a flavor that like. The people are drinking it are all well. There's another thing on these there, energy drinks. Yeah, there's another thing. You guys want to try this one is called uh cocoa chiller. So it's sort of a cream espresso. Thing. So this martini. is a balls again. This is a buzz ball again, because because why not torture ourselves even more? Um, but that's gonna be another issue. And that's what some of the stuff that was coming up down in my conference down in, in New Orleans is Pepsi now is doing alcoholic drinks and they're doing Mountain Dew and they're Hard stacking Mountain them. Dew. Yeah, yep. and they're stacking them next to regular Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's a problem. It's got no caffeine in it, but it, it but it, it it looks I haven't it seen look, it. It's, it it seems to be pandering to underage people and there's okay. going to be an issue with that. So try this thing and see if this is any better. You put a big pour. It is better. It is better. This was a very uh This is better. You're this right. This is a deeper pour, right? So is this <laughs> Balls deep, or are we? Oh my god! Whoa, that water's cold. All right, can I go? Can I go back? That's and still not. I got. I it's got, not great, but it's not great, but it's it, at least it's better. I got one more. Time. I got one more. You guys like? See, here we go. Okay, so this buzz ball is called, uh, and they and they get away from this because they go lime Rita chiller buzz ball lime rita chiller so they're giving an inference again to a margarita even though so it's this one wine based even though they're not coming right out and saying with you know wine uh, wine and lime wine and lime well i mean and i don't know, know why we're that. spending so much of the show doing this but could now i'm on been, a tangent it could have been because well, we have to get this over and done with. yeah i know i think it's been lingering uh, we don't want to have three shows with each yeah, one with, with balls it could have been <laughs> it could have been that someone named rita is their master form yeah that could have been it. Uh, it this is lime lime rita so see what you think of this oh, one geez. the studio audience hey okay. studio audience have you found one you liked yet no yeah okay i mean the the you led with the worst one for sure this one's not as bad, right? This one is also not oh. either that it is totally killed my taste buds. The problem is it's super concentrated, though. Yeah, it's an intense lime. It's really flavor. intense lime. So you can't taste any other flavor. Maybe so that's the lime has killed any other <laughs> experience you may have. No, you know what it tastes you... like? It tastes like it tastes like the freeze pot lime yeah. freeze pot melted. But it's you... like my friend Rita, powerful, packed, you know, All right. overwhelming. You... Can we you... throw these uh, throw you... that first one in the bucket of shame? Throw drop that it. one in. Oh no! Well, we can pour it out, but that's okay. Ball drop. Ball drop. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, midnight somewhere. That um, they're oh, they're oh. Other than that first one, they're okay. I, I'm not going out looking for these things, but I guess I'm not. One minute. Let's let's give the balance kind of thing. Compact, small, probably not. You could probably do stackable. a bunch of these. Stackable. Not going to break. Could you hide that? You could put them in. Where would the you cooler, hide that, Randall? Like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I mean, I, I guess there's a market for this, but I would just say there's other things that you can get. These are super popular, by the way. 
Because I think you could throw a bunch of them in the, in the cooler. They're not going to be a problem by the pool side. Yeah, but at some point you got to drink them. <laughs> right. But then afterwards you could. It's like, I think are we into the, we into the salsa thing where you drink enough of them. Patio or you don't notice anymore. Yeah. 30 seconds. All right. Well, okay. we get We got to take an. We got to take another break during the break. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure something. Well, I'm going to scrape my tongue. All right. And we'll, we'll try, try to sign pounds. something else. I got cool. I, I got some comments. All right. Okay. So you want to talk about this? It's the liquor All talking right. commercial break. Thank you for listening so far. And please join us on the other side as we continue to live with our Facebook live. Feed. All right. Back to this bourbon right there. Yep. Okay. So let me just uh, As address three different issues that came up. And I, yeah. you know, just wanted to get my two cents in. You can get one, a whole nickel in there. We're okay. The first one is that when Randall said about the energy drink flavors, the original Red Bull was internally called wild cherry gummy bear. So that is sort of what their flavor was. And the bitter notes at the end were intentional because they wanted consumers to know that there was something effective in there. So if it just tasted like wild cherry gummy bear, just think sugar, people would not have thought that it worked. And it was a pretty sophisticated blend of five stimulants. But anyway, I'm not getting into this for, for uh, pandering to Red Bull, even though they're an unbelievable company. Second thing is, when you were talking about wine coolers in the 80s, keep in mind, my first job was with California coolers. So right. I, know, I know this game like as well as my memory serves. Which is why you're still on the show. Good. So thank you for earning your key. Um, <laughs> but there was a big disparity between distilled tax, wine tax, and malt tax. I mean, it was giant and it was made, it was magnified by president Reagan saying, I am not going to tax the working man's drink, which is beer. All the other taxes, it was a time when, when we were, we as a country were desperate for tax dollars. And so he taxed the heck out of uh, liquor and wine and would not do it to beer. And that was one of the key insights of White Mountain Cooler, which was owned by the Stroh family. Stroh, yeah, yeah, Stroh Brewery. They came out with the first malt-based cooler. It was done in their Florida um, brewery. And it was okay. And then Coors and Stroh's were rivals. That's when they said, we can do this in a different way. They meaning Coors. And that's when they came out with Zima. Totally clear, yeah. changing the category, altering it. But the whole wine cooler category got outed from a price perspective by those two brands. So even though they didn't actually make it, they bastardized the pricing of the, uh, of the category. And then Bartles and James and Seagram's were doing the right thing with right. their uh, branding. And I could go deeper into that too, but I don't want to. And then the other thing is when you were talking about do kids drink about drink this stuff because it's sweet and it's blah, blah, blah. We're talking about LDACs, right? And the real answer is with things like kombucha, which is a sour, which yep. is like that Rito we just yep. tried. And then when well, you, there's sour beers too, that's a, it's a right, big phase too. But, but kombucha is the biggest category yep. of the, of the sours. And then think about the bitters, whether it's the Amaro or Amari that you're selling upstairs yep. or other bitter things that are out there now, you know, even Moxie soda has made a comeback. Yeah. What's going on is the youngest generation is trying to get off of sweet and they're using other parts of their palate to 
make new drinking trends. And it is things like sour and bitter and other parts of people's tongues that hopefully will end the obesity thing in the, in the U S or help curtail it because there are companies out there that are doing things that have a lot less sugar in it. Yeah. Those are my, those are my three things. Yeah. I That's agree it. with uh, everything I'm out. you're saying. Dropping the mic, I'm out of here. No. What are you talking about? We got the rest of the show to do. Come on. We're doing your homework. Too. You can't leave me. We're doing your homework. Like, you know, I mean, come on. But, right. but I think that, the, you know, those are those are pretty cool perspectives on a lot of the different reasons and kind of the development of stuff. I really appreciated a lot of it. I just think that a lot of the companies are not in sync or just don't fundamentally understand bitter or sour as a flavor profile. So there are some people who are in the know but they're going to pander to like, we saw the, the bomb pop flavored seltzer. We've seen stuff that specifically is like childhood candy. And I think that that's for the older generations to like oh, reminisce, sorry. like it's a fun summer activity. Yeah. And that's probably for an older demographic, but blue slushy and all that stuff were big hits. Yeah. So there's but still I, again, not, for that. not for no, this new taste profile right. that's coming out. And well, you also I, have to about, do stuff smoke? that's different from your how parents. About PD and too, smoke. Right? Is that one? Because, um, we were fortunate yesterday. We we had an Ardbeg uh, tasting, and uh, we we actually opened up one of the new Ardbeg expressions. It's a limited expression. It was called Ardcore, and it's um, created with black malt barley. Uh, so you get this chocolate. That but this? Just, that's this. What I just I poured for you, <laughs> and you you still get the um, the peatiness, the smokiness, and then you get a black chocolate. So they basically have have roasted barley to within an inch of its its life to yep. get that chocolate note so they've gone past the chocolate malt into the, what they're calling black malt they're calling black malt and one minute malt has that in it too yeah. so and it i think we clear our palates out before we start again by making them totally useless what are you what's this called though <laughs> Ardcore. it's Ardcore, a, it's but you're Ard, saying it's a limited Ard, expression Ard, yeah it's a limited expression like, we do have it now but it's uh like biting a spiky ball so <laughs> That's what they call it. So what we, a got, buzz ball. we had a buzz ball, right? ball exactly. buzz ball. <laughs> So this is the new hardcore. So try this to see what you guys think. And you guys can try this, but I think you, they, they, I know John has had it, but when I think of limited, our, our studio audience here gets to try I it. Like you Botox. can't do a full smile. Right? Yeah. No. Botox. <laughs> oh my goodness. You can definitely taste that black pat, like that black malt. Yeah. Like it has a chocolate. There's a chocolate note, but, but I also the towards the burn. No, you get the, peat. I get the peat like, like toast time. that's been, you know, yeah. a char on it. Yeah, like a little bit. Of, uh, you left that little bit in there too long. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, we'll come Jim back. Bean Cold Storage Studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro. It's the Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Hey, everybody, we're back. It's Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. Hey, I'm going to point out, uh, you go to julioslickers.com, you can watch us on Facebook Live. The people that are listening on the radio, uh, uh, Kenny Sadowski, the beverage whisperer himself, just went into sort of a, a semi-deep dive into um, uh, some of the uh, taste profile trends and why certain things are the way they are. So if you're interested in that, I would suggest uh, going to where you can get our podcast when this comes on or going to our Facebook page and looking up the uh, July 16th show. Um, and so you can hear the yeah. entire thing. Of, for some of reason, it. he saves it for the commercial break. Yeah, the commercial break. The, but, but that's fine. That's great. But that, the, that's why we that's why we record these things and we put them on the podcast. Though. Yeah, that's why we run, really run an hour show. So during the break, we. He did that. We went off on a tangent. We also tried um, the new um, limited edition Ardbeg, which is called Ardcore. 
um, which is, has a black patent. Uh, it's a black malt. I always say black patent malt because that in beer that immediately uh, connotates chocolate. And it has like a, a little bit flint. of a punk rock kind of. Yeah, feel it's got a punk label. rock blue. Yeah. Delicious Ardcore. though. Ardcore. Really well done. All right. Since we had that um, question today about the uh, uh, gin, about the gin, the gimlet. <laughs> I figured we would try a gin today. So I have a, a hard shore. It's right up there. You got a bottle, big bottle of it. Um, this is actually out of Portland, Maine. Uh, hard shore distilling company. This is their gin. So let's try this one. This is their, what would we call their base gin? Because they have How do you a, want flavored to make vodka. A, the first flavored vodka. The first flavored vodka. Ballsy Gimlet. Ballsy Gimlet. Here you go. Yeah, you could actually. Here you go. <laughs> Give Randall take two. The, take the I lime, take idea. the lime, Rita, and then yeah, put this and, with it and make. Well, a, first of all, let's let's focus on on the gin because gins with their subtlety, the original. As this I is ninety two proof, vodka. by the way. It's what ninety two proof. It's um, distilled up in Maine. I don't have much more information that I don't have to write down. Nice the bottle. Of, yeah, the bottles are really cool looking. I have the little uh, small hundred mil, but we have the full size ones that we sell. Yeah, that's a delicious uh, gin. That's a really nice gin. Yeah. That I might have to take the rest of this bottle home with me. I've been making all, all ninety. Uh, yeah, well, of- that's fine. That's a good drink for me today by yeah. the pool if I yeah. can get there. Yeah, you, I think listen. you could mix it with this. Try it. Try it. Oh, this is this is what we do here, folks. <laughs> I think I we might take a perfectly a good more. thing and then we yeah, go. run yeah. it into the ground or ruin it. <laughs> ruin it. Let's ruin everything. That's great. But all right, wait. But there's one other one other sweetness comment that all I could think of when Randall was talking about some of those energy drinks, and you guys were talking about, or we were talking about earlier, the RTDs. I thought Randall was going to the, I am coming out with an R2D with circus peanut flavor. Well, that'd be vanilla banana, which yeah. would actually is a really cool flavor. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but it's very difficult to pair with anything that spirits or anything that has a bite sour or bitter that you're talking about because it will. Well, the big thing now we're actually right now we're trying uh hard shore again. This is North Oak. This is a barrel aged, um, they're barrel-aged gin. What so kind of barrel? I, I, I'm looking here to see what they say it is, but more than likely, it's a. it usually is a, a bourbon. It's a bourbon barrel. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because bourbon. I'm gonna guess that's you can only use right? one, so they, there are plenty of barrels to be used again. So I like the nose on it. The nose has a woody a woodiness to it, like that you would expect. But those botanicals start to pop through. You want to try take this one, John? The audience could try this one. Um. I would call this a Toy Story because Woody is very prominent. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Actually goes really nice with their botanicals. This actually may be one of my, this, off the the top, this now may be one of my favorite barrel aged gins. It's really good. It's really, really good. I would suggest going out and getting it. What I can taste is the first use quirk cassava, American white oaks. Is that what you can taste? Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably better. Yeah. You can, you can taste it, Randall. Yeah. Oh, we went through that Diet Coke. <laughs> <There's> no, <laughs> no, it's just really good. Uh, you know, um, so I would say uh, this is we could do this as a yay or nay because um, I'm going to tell you this is a yay. Go, yay. And find, uh, go out and find hard shore gin. Uh, either one, either expression, either expression. Fantastic. But if you like barrel age, this uh, this is really good. This light, but I, I was trying yeah, to give see it to the guy who's even worse. Yeah, worse <laughs> uh, eyesight than you. Well, he's not wearing glasses, so for all I know, his eyesight That's is the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that. double halfway through this. <laughs> yeah, give him that. We, we need to, you know, now we need to take a That's picture a of cool it and blow thing. it. Up. Um, 
So Amazon purchase. I, yeah, I know. I don't know where I got that one, but it's, it is really cool. I keep it there for just such occasions, but this is actually really good. So I would say um, go out and find hard shore gin. And if you want, if you like nice that point. woodiness, uh, I can't remember, to be honest with you. I'll have to go check. Um, that means it's expensive when it says that. that uh, <laughs> well, it's it's artisan. It's it's, it's made up in Maine. Artisanal? It's, it's, it's made up in Maine. You know, they have to travel far to bring it to anybody. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the one of the cool things we were talking about down about the RTDs that were um, that we were talking about down in, in New Orleans was that they're re- trying to reclassify what RTD is based on ABV, the alcohol percentage, rather than what it's made out of, because the the argument is 5% alcohol is 5% alcohol, whether it comes from wine, malt, or spirit. How it affects your body, yeah. Sorry, just to finish this, you did see it says unique oaked expression, so it is oak. Yeah, it's a. it would be a Kirkus Alba. (laughs) A bourbon barrel has to be. No, but well, I didn't know we we established it was bourbon. Anyway, oh, I thought you oh, said no. it was bourbon. I thought, no, well, I, I said it's, it's, probably probably oh, it's probably bourbon. bourbon. Right. I lost that. Now. Anyway, so, <laughs> so you're at a conference <laughs> in New Orleans, lost a little Larry. Yeah. and the discussion was about RTDs and how you kind of deal with it because they've kind of come in through the cracks on all sorts of definitions. They're exploding and expanding. So and now the industry is trying to like figure out, well, yeah. how, how do we deal with this as a Well, there's, there's a couple different issues now because Blurred now lines. that you're doing RTDs with spirit in there and some of them are price point right, that they're going to be high volume things. Well, most alcohol uh, wholesalers aren't, aren't equipped to deal with that to go to like a lot of, a lot of places and drop the stuff off on a high volume where beer distributors, more of those are. Because so, the volume of liquid. The, saying, yeah, the yeah. volume of liquid, the amount of cans. And so now they're saying if they can get it, uh, 5% is 5% is 5%, it would be able to be sold in beer and wine stores and full liquor stores. Both. Both. So there's there's definitely going to be a, there's definitely going to be a uh, up and coming legislative battle across the United States on this now, um, where it should be. In state, by should, state, state by state, state by state. Oh, it'll be a does, state by state. Just, just a clarifying question. Beer, which we know is generally in <laughs> one range, minute. Is there a requirement that it has to stay below a certain percentage? And likewise with no, wine? But well, there, there is, was no, in no, Ohio, there, there was three, two, right? Right. 3.2. It depends on the or, state. Yeah. How it's treated. Right. So in, in Massachusetts, it's pretty much as it, there is an upper limit, but it's like when you get past like malt, uh, malt exactly. liquor, it has to be like, and that's it's like 13 well. percent. Right. And it's a and it's a it's listen, well, because when, they we, had the super beers like, you know, right. the special ex, ridiculously expensive. Just remember when you can't but. when you can't when you can't when you're trying to figure out an answer or something and you can't taxes. figure it out what yeah. it is. Taxes. Exactly. Okay. So it's going to be interesting to see how this sort of plays out yeah. and how and, it's treated. The, but the other perspective really quickly is. IWSR, who is like the Nielsen ratings for beverage alcohol, they call all this stuff RTD because they don't care. Right. The, so the, the, the definition the is the definition is going to have to change. Like we we right. we a lot of times say RTGs ready to go. Is we're talking about anything that's sort of in a can that ready you could take anywhere or a ball or, or plastic. Thirty ball, seconds. But, but stuff that's in glass, even though it's an RTD. You know, the argument can be made that this bottle of scotch is an RTD. It's ready. It's ready to drink. You don't yep. have to do anything to it to drink and enjoy yep. it. So, yep. Wow. All right. Well, I'd like to thank everyone listening to It's the Liquor Talking. As we kind of wrap up the show, you have another full week to see a therapist or prepare yourself <laughs> for our next outing, which will be uh, next Saturday. Next and Saturday. We'll, uh, we'll see everybody on the and other I side. Thank news. you so much. I'll be back. Right. Kenny will be back. All right, everybody. So tune in the next week's show. 
Thank you for letting me be here, gents. Thank you. Thank you. Good job, guys. See you next week. Thanks, Thank sir. you. All right. Bye, everybody on Facebook. Have a nice day. Have a nice week. Have a nice Saturday. Yeah, really. <laughs>